Hey, this is Kiran Nagar from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show, and today we have Michelle Hebert with us. Michelle's mission is to empower and uplift clients to uncover new possibilities and potential in their personal and work lives, so that they can overcome anxiety and overwhelm. Focusing on the six elements of wellness and using positive mindset tools, clients are able to envision their dream life and they desire and deserve. Michelle, welcome to the show. First of all, thank you so much for being on the show again. So, first of all, tell us about the six elements that we have for wellness uh, and to overcome anxiety and overwhelm. Yeah. So, thank you so much for inviting me to be here. I really do appreciate it. So, with my clients, with my life coaching, I focus on the six elements of wellness. So, they are physical, social, intellectual, occupational, spiritual, and social. I always forget one. And my job is for my clients to assess all of them to see where they are at now in the present and then to work and create goals to improve. And what we do is we rank them. So my job with my client is to rank them in order and then we're going to set goals in order to kind of like improve those elements of wellness because it's going to affect them in their everyday life. If they're suffering from anxiety, it may be the fact that that they're suffering anxiety from their job, which is going to be the occupational side. So we will deep dive into, are they happy in their job? If they're not happy in their job, do they want to change their job? Are they in a toxic work environment? Do we need help to get a new resume and LinkedIn profile up and running? And then that's where I can use my network as well to help them get on to the right path if they want to go and change a job. If they say that they're not working out the physical aspect, because obviously their job is affecting them, the physical physical aspect may be affecting them because they used to work out and now they're not motivated to do so. So again, it all kind of relate to their overall goals of what they want to achieve. And again, hoping to provide them with a better life after we've gone through our 12 sessions that I do. Okay. So how does 12 sessions are scheduled? Like you usually works in the evening and when you work with them, what are the first questions that you ask them to get clarity about their goals? Great question. So yeah, so majority of my coaching is in the evening or at the weekends on Saturdays and basically I always start off how was your week give me three wins happened this week you know so we're always starting off the on the positive because people think everything has to be a grand gesture but the small wins I got out of bed that's a small win I got up and brushed my teeth that's a small win I was able to go out and have a walk for 10 minutes that's a small win I was able to open my book and read for 10 minutes so we're going to celebrate those small things before we get into the nitty gritty and I always do that with my clients and then it kind of sets the tone of our session because they're like oh wow yeah I did that for today and I should be happy and proud of myself very simple things that I start off our coaching session with and again it's the small wins yes totally and if you can tell us about any part of it any success story that you have come along with the client so far uh, please tell us about the best one yeah I, I would say my success rate is pretty high but I'll talk about one client in particular. So she was in a toxic work environment. And before we started coaching, she had decided that she's go she was going to quit her job. And so she put in her notice and she was in IT. So she was on call 24-7 and she just 
didn't have a life. At the weekend, she would kind of like sleep mm-hmm. in bed because she just didn't have the energy. Even though she was on call, she wasn't eating properly. She wasn't exercising. And so basically, we kind of, the whole process was to help her stay focused, try and implement some small things before she quit her job. So getting her back to exercising maybe once or twice a week, just so she could feel better about herself. Then trying to get her to do to kind of cook at the weekend so then she wouldn't have to think about cooking during the week because again she was not eating as much and again she was drained so again it all kind of has this snowball effect and I had to give her some coping mechanisms to cope with toxicity at the job and to also say no because she was not very good at saying no and so I helped her through that process of finishing up the job that she needed to do but again you know they were expecting a lot of her and I said you have to have a cutoff point because mm-hmm. you're burnt out and you're going to burn out even more so there has to be a cutoff point so there has to be I can do this but this is going to have to wait and that's what you're going to have to tell your bosses and she didn't like that but then when she did it she was just like oh my god I feel so much better and then once she finished her job she was she went away she just needed a break went and spent time with family and then when we came back it was the fact that she was like I want to open a business so then we started plotting what she needed to open her business then she had started exercising more and she felt better she was eating more and then the fact that she was doing something that she really enjoyed with this business she immediately got clients from friends and family like I need to do this and it was So she's decided to open up an organization business so she can organize people's closets. And that's something that she loves. So now she's in this this area now of things that she loves to do, which is organizing. And now she's able to not be stressed, not do anything toxic, saying no if she doesn't have the time and making sure she allocates time for herself to do the things that she needs to do, like exercise, like cooking for herself, socializing because she wasn't socializing either. So she's made that step to put boundaries in place and she's like soaring right now because her business is taking off, which is great. So yeah, so it makes me happy that we were able to put those tools into place. Great, great, awesome. Michelle, as you mentioned six elements, if you can tell us one sentence about each element and why is why it is useful for everybody to take care of that. Yeah, so let me start with the occupational. So occupational is your job. For some people, and I'll talk about my own self, that is the most important piece of my life. So if I'm not happy in my job, then other things go to the wayside because I just don't want to do anything. Mm. So the occupational piece is all about your career and whether career satisfies your values and goals. And again, if it doesn't, then maybe you need to start thinking about changing your job so it matches the values that you have. The social aspect, that's all about friends and family and relationships that you have and, you know, what makes you you. So for me, it's important for my friends. I have I have a variety of friends, but that's a very key piece for me. I, my friends are very important to me. Plus, I set boundaries with my friends and family so that's kind of like the social piece that again is important to me the physical aspect that can be exercising nutrition anything revolving around your health okay so again exercising is important to me because I used to be a physical education teacher so you know that piece is 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 important the spiritual side depending on whether you're religious you don't have to be religious but if you believe that there's a higher power you know getting connected with that and 
and obviously your beliefs, which can also bleed into your occupational, you know, social, um, that's an important piece. And that, and that could be an important piece for just, you know, someone that, that the spiritual side is how they, you know, function and what they do in the world um, and for society. Then the emotional piece, that's all about all the emotions and whether you recognize your emotions and then how you deal with your emotions. Um, that's also, again, all the other ones. Yeah. And then the intellectual piece, you know, what do you do to kind of progress yourself? Are you a person who likes to read books? Are you a person who likes to listen to podcasts or, you know, listen to audiobooks? You know, what makes you tick and, and you know, what drives you to progress forward in life? You know, so that's kind of, did I mention all of them? I think I did. If I didn't, you you can let me know. But again, they all interconnect. And again, it just depends on what's important for each and every person because everyone's different. Of course. And uh, thank you so much for sharing the six elements. My next question to you is about social media. Do you think social media is a necessary evil or how do you look at social media for growing businesses? Oh, yeah. So my take on social media, it can be a good thing and it can be a bad thing. The good thing, yes, you're spreading your message, whatever your message is to a vast amount of people. Now, depending on the algorithms and everything like that, you know, that Facebook has and Instagram has and LinkedIn, it can be very kind of like arduous, you know, because you you have to post. Sometimes people think you have to post every single day and you don't. You can post three times a week, but again, and you can repost it, you can resurface that information. But again, if you're a type of person who spends a lot of time on social media, it can be time consuming. So, you know, if you have the time and money, ship that off to someone else. Mm. Okay. If you're a one woman, one man show with the business, then again, you're doing a lot of things. But again, you can reach a bigger and vaster audience on social media. Now, again, the, the cons, again, it's time consuming. If you're not a creative person and, and you struggle to put things together, then it's going to take you a lot of time. <laughs> and also, you know, you have to be careful because, you know, when you're running a business, you have a brand and you want to make sure that you represent that brand. And so social media can be an evil if you decide to spew everything that, you know, you believe and then people don't agree with it. And then that can kind of ruin your brand. So there's kind of like a good thing and then a bad thing about social media. So for me, I like it, but then I don't. <laughs> Just then it takes a lot of time. I um, network outside of social media, spread the word in my local community, as well as, you know, going online to spread the word and to highlight of course and uh, the way that you look at tiktok do you do you make tiktoks do you make reels do you make short videos not on tiktok i don't do reels because again it's time consuming i'm very basic and very simple sometimes i'll do videos of me talking or me doing something silly but yeah i don't have the time to do reels and add music and all these ping 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 no i don't do that <laughs> Okay. okay, Michelle. Next question to you is about the book. So, have you considered writing a book? Tell us about it. Oh, I've thought about it. Again, it's just time, you know, because we've all experienced something in our lives that could easily go in a book. So, it's a thought. I just haven't put it into practice or spent time. Again, I'm probably one of these people who may need a ghostwriter to, for someone to write it for me. But it's a thought. If you were to write a book, what would you name it, Michelle? Oh, um, I'm not sure. Probably things they don't tell you when you get into your 40s things you you thought were real and are really not real you know because when you grow up you always think oh there's these grand things and then you're like oh okay that's really not real mm. <laughs> 
Yes. So I think th- those would be my titles. Yes, Michelle. So any final thoughts for the audience? What should one should know from your side? And also please share the best ways to reach out to you. Yeah. So it's funny because people always say, you know, what is life coaching? And I always say it's it's a conversation, um, conversation between two people. The one is going to be objective. The other, the other person is obviously going to be you. And the life coach is going to ask you questions and we're going to guide you. We're not going to tell you what to do. You're going to make that decision. So we're there to guide you. And it's okay to ask for help. Some people don't like to ask for help. It's okay to get help. Because if you think about all the famous people out there who are very successful, like Oprah or Tony Robbins or Mel Robbins, all those people, yeah. I'm sure they have got help. They have reached out and gotten help, either from a therapist, business coach, you know, a personal trainer, a nutritionist, they all get help. And so it's okay to get help. And we shouldn't beat up ourselves for getting help because that's only going to allow us to get better and be a better person. Wow. Okay. Don't be afraid to get help. I am on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. My business is called Michelle on Michelle Hibbert LLC. So you can find me on Instagram with that. You can also find me on Facebook and on LinkedIn. It's just Michelle Hibbert. But yeah, I'm happy to help anyone who is uh, suffering from anxiety or overwhelm and you just need some guidance and clarity of how to make your life more functionable, more better, so you can live a empowered because everyone deserves that. Wow. Wow, Michelle. Thank you so much for sharing all that information. And uh, hopefully most of my audience would reach out to you. Michelle, with that said, I would want to thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much again. I am your host Kiran Nagar signing off. You guys take care. Bye guys.